Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Pick your heart, right? Pick your heart. Like, is it is it hard to be miserable and negative and unworthy, or is it hard to change and wake up and be amazing and be grateful and be be what you're meant to be? Do what you're meant to do. Live every day the best way that you can do it. My guest today is Robin Green. Robin is a lover of all things gratitude, positivity, self-love, and empowering women. Robin, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I am fabulous. I know you are. Beginning of a new month where you can be, do, and have anything you want. Mm-hmm. When we think about how you and I met, right? We met in a room about affirmations on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But it's a very addicting type of app because <laughs> you get to talk to so many people and listen. Right? Sometimes you don't even get to talk. Depends on the room you go to. It's, it's like, think about walking into a room and there's a huge conversation going on and you don't even get to talk to anybody. You just got kind of have to listen. Or sometimes you walk into a different room and it's just a couple of people and they invite you to the couch and you have a nice conversation and they'll actually want to know what you're thoughts are your experiences right mm. so that's why clubhouse is so addicting because it's it's inviting right but it can also be intimidating especially if you don't like and you learn so much you do learn so much so before we dive yeah. into what you yeah. do and, and how you help so many people the, the thing that i i love 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 to do is find out about you when you were little right when you were a little girl running around and who influenced you? What ideas came into your head? Who, who guide you, right? So let's go back, mm. back in time. Let's go back. Oh, it's so crazy that you talk about this because this is exactly why I do what I do. Right. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, the stories that we make up in our lives. So I grew up with two brothers, uh, very sports orientated. And it's, and I had this, belief per se that 
I should have been a boy. I had this belief that my brothers were way more important than I was. So I literally transformed into a tomboy. I joined all (laughs) the rough sports I joined. And it was now that I can look at it. Well, about 20 years, I looked back and went, whoa, that is a crazy story I made up in my head. Mm. Because I think of that. That was my way to get my dad's attention, thinking that I had to be this rough, tough tomboy that wanted to play all these hard sports. When in reality, when I look back, it's like I took figure skating and he was there every day, every practice that I had, every competition that I had. I played baseball. He was my coach for 11 years. I played ringettes. He was there. But somewhere in my head, I needed to do more because he didn't approve of me. Right. It's that's why I'm so passionate about working with women and helping them actually create the story that aligns with who they are instead of the one that they made up in in this (laughs) so-called reality. So that pretty much I was raised like children are meant to be seen, not heard. Um, Mm. Money is the root of all evil. It doesn't grow on trees. Um, Get get out of the get your head out of the clouds because I was always like using my imagination right instead of instead of being allowed to use your imagination it was kind of like no focus on your reality this is what you do that's not what you do get your head out of the clouds but of course being the rambunctious child that i was i was no like look what i can do i can do anything that's pretty much my upbringing i my my father was very strict as far as girls what girls can do like girls don't drive trucks girls don't drink beer girls don't girls don't do the things that boys can do right. um even even my hair i remember my first time my first picture in school that i have long hair is grade 12 oh, wow. because he he was raised short short clean cut just <laughs> like a boy should have i guess right, right. so that that taught me early on that when i did have children which i do have two boys i was going to let them be them mm. Right. I can, I can give them, share my values, share what I believe in my love. But in the end, it's going to be your decision to be you because there's only one you. Right. Right. There is only one you. You know, you, you brought up a mem. That's right. You brought up a memory for me. And the reason my hair is short is because of something that happened to me when I was young. Mm-hmm. I when I was younger, I might have been like eight or nine. And my dad owned a hairstyling salon. So, you know, I used to get my hair cut from him every so often and so forth. And I had just gotten out of the shower and I came outside. I lived in Queens, in New York, Queens. And we used to go outside the step and hang out and whatever. And a woman came by and she needed directions. So I guess she was lost. And she goes, she comes up to me. I just gotten out of the shower. I came outside. My hair's long and wet. And she goes, excuse me, little girl, can you tell me? And I was like, what? That, that, I was mortified. Mm. I called my dad and <laughs> said, I'm coming to get a haircut right away. And I said, go as short as you can. Mm. And it's weird because I've always since then have never had long hair. And it had to have been that, that trigger for me. Yeah. That said to me, no, you cannot have long hair. Meanwhile, one of my sons... He's got hair, I mean, like, really long hair, right? And for the longest time when he was growing it, I'm like, oh, you should get a haircut. You should get a haircut. And then I realized that 
you're right. Who am I to tell him what he should do with his hair? Mm-hmm. You know, I love my son no matter what. If he has long hair, he's still my son, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing that memory up. Because it is those little things that impact our lives, right? Absolutely. I love that story. And it's crazy to see the society back then, like the way my parents were raised, was like, no, you, you're clean cut. You're this, you're that, you're, you're right? Instead of just being who you want to be. I went through the same thing as you, but with short hair. So I was young, grades 10, I think I was working at a gas station and had my back turned to someone and they're like, excuse me, sir. And I was like, I need to grow my hair. So. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's 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 when we allow outside influences to, I guess, put limits on ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. It's those things that we have to think about because we have outside influences constantly, not only from advertisements, but, you know, the media, but also people around us or people who are in our inner circle, because sometimes they may say things that they don't necessarily mean it in a negative way, but we can take it that way. Right. Or yeah. they said something in a negative way. And the best thing to do is take it in a positive way. And that's when we really are sure of who we are. So keep telling me about your childhood. So you, you, you didn't realize that your dad was supporting you all along because he was there at all your practices. He was your coach. But meanwhile, you thought you had to prove more to him mm-hmm. than you actually had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't even know where it came from. Honestly, I don't. You have brothers? I don't even know. Yeah, I have two brothers, two older brothers. Well, one's passed on now, but yes, two older brothers. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, and it's, yeah, like I I honestly don't know if something triggered me back then or if it was just something that I made up in my own head that I thought I had to be. Mm, Right, yeah. Right. Like, because I know after after many years, I think, well, my oldest son is 28. So when I had him, I had a real heart to heart with my dad. And and he was just like, Robin, I love you for the young woman that you are. I've always you've always been my little girl. But in my mind, yeah, I was like, why couldn't you have said that to me back in when I was three? You know, (laughs) maybe he did, but you didn't hear it. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's it's what we choose to listen to. You know, it's like a married couple, right? Mm-hmm. And and the woman is always saying, or even the man is always saying, oh, they they lose their hearing when I talk to them, but they right. hear everything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's beautiful, right? Because yes, we listen, but sometimes we don't hear. And I find most times people listen to reply instead of just listening. Like I'm making a conscious effort in the last probably six months to just listen. Because in reality, if you listen to someone speak, they'll tell you all about themselves, right? Everybody thinks it goes externally, but it doesn't. They'll tell you all about themselves. That's why we should never get offended when somebody says something. That's why we shouldn't take things personally, right? Because it's, mm. it's not about us, but we make it about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. You know, when we think about when someone is speaking, what are we listening to? What message are they really trying to 
convey. Mm -hmm. Because they may be saying one thing and we may be interpreting another. And sometimes it's just that asking for clarity. Mm -hmm. And so many of us don't seek clarity. Right. We're in the cloud so many times. Mm -hmm. Because we don't, we, that's the thing that I think if more people seek clarity, we get along so much better, right? Right. And be able to share, just share, right? You, you made a decision because you realized that maybe you weren't clear, mm -hmm. right? To help people find their clarity, mm -hmm. but not just any, let's say people or any type of person, but specifically women, mm -hmm. right? Why specifically women? When you've helped me so much. All right. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of beautiful to be able to look at the way life has unfolded. So obviously I'm a woman. So I've had women yes. come to me my whole life, really. So it's funny when somebody says, How long have you been coaching for? I'm like, my whole life. This this last few years, I've actually made it a business, an abundant business, but I've been doing it my whole life. And I can connect with women that were where I was, mm. right? I, I can connect with those women that, you know, felt lost and alone, even though they weren't alone, and that worried about what other people think. Like my, my whole motto, and I can't even remember who said it to me years ago, but what other people think of you is none of your business. Like, it's about you looking in the mirror. It's a great motto. And then also listening to the words people speak, who they surround themselves with, it, it, the story they tell themselves. Like, I used to tell myself a sad, sad story. Everything is always happening to me. Why aren't things ever working out? Why don't I have romance? Why aren't I loved? Why can't I be good enough? It's all bullshit. All of it. it is. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And, and I honestly believe my husband and I incorporated gratitude into our lives years, a few years ago. And that has changed everything. The way we see everything, right? It's when you can wake up and be grateful for what's surrounding you every single minute of every day. And then when you can put yourself as a top priority and Pay attention to who you talk to every day and, and what vibration do you get? Like, are you complaining and are you mad? Are you, is it ugh, gross or are you setting goals and dreams and visions and wanting to be better? Right. So it, we were just saying that the other day, like 20 years ago, the friends that were in our lives, love them love them, but they are no longer a part of our everyday because that's not who we are. And that's not who we wanted to surround ourselves with. Right. I want to be with people that lift me higher. I want to be with people that make me want to go after goals because anything is possible. So when you change the surroundings and when you change this and what you think, those words you speak, words are powerful. What you're putting out there is coming back, whether you want it to or not. So you might as well focus on talk about what you want in this life. Not only talk about it, but think about it. Mm journal yeah be about it right be about it yes write it down yes so many people don't write down what they want in life no they just expect it to like oh i'm gonna this is gonna happen no write it down plan on it set a goal set action uh steps to make it happen right Mm hmm. Well, and it's funny because, well, it's not, it's funny, but it's not funny. But when I do work <laughs> with clients, um, 
one of the first things is tell me the top five things that you want. And nine times out of the 10, they'll tell me what they don't want. Yeah. Right. Again, are we raised that way to focus on what we don't want or talk about what we don't want? And even if we think that it's good, like example, oh, I hope I don't get the flu. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I hope I stay healthy every day. Right. That's the difference of focusing on what you want and what you don't want. But we're so conditioned to speak the way we speak instead of changing it into a positive. Yeah. It's all self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. All of it. Because a lot of people don't don't believe that they're worthy of achieving certain things. I, you know, or, or there is that jealousy syndrome where. The Joneses, they have this, so I have to try to get it. Mm -hmm. But maybe I don't have it. Mm -hmm. Because in, in a couple of neighborhoods near me, I've heard this a lot. There's people who buy a home in a certain neighborhood because it's a very expensive neighborhood. Meanwhile, they could barely afford the car they're driving. And they get the car just so they can keep up. And then they barely are eating they have almost no furniture in the house, but they have the house. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're bankrupt. Mm. Or, you know, or they're living paycheck by paycheck and hoping maybe to win the lotto. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hoping yeah. for a windfall, right? But it mm -hmm. does not, that's not the way to live. That's not living to me. No. Living is, you know what? I can live in a cardboard box. Yeah. It's, it's what makes me happy. It's to me, material things are okay. They're good. You know, they're cool. Yeah. You know, I love computers. I love technology. I love all these different gadgets. But if I had no choice and couldn't afford them, I'm still going to be okay. Because mm -hmm. I have to live my best life. Because mm -hmm. I only have one life to live, right? Exactly. Well, and that's the thing, right? Things don't make you a better person. Material things don't make you a better person. And I used to say the same thing as you. I, I could live in a cardboard box. M mind you, I tweaked it a little bit because I wanted on a beach. Because in Alberta, Canada, it gets really cold in the winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I do want it on a beach. But that's the thing. Everybody's always seeking externally for validation on themselves. When in reality, they just need to go within and build themselves up from the inside out. Mm -hmm. That car, that house, that's so sad when you tell that story because it's like, that's not living, that's struggle. Anxiety, yeah. That's stress and struggle. And why? Why? Because you want to pretend to be somebody you're not? Like, it's so crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But people do it every day. Oh, every day. Right? They try to dress a certain way just to impress other people. Mm -hmm. When I was in the, in the business world, I'm still in the business world. I just dress differently. <laughs> you know, when I think of the way I used to dress, I had to wear a suit. Right. When I used to go, I used to do interior design architecture. I used to have to wear a suit to go to work. Mm -hmm. But growing up, my dad wore a suit every day, every day. I don't even think my dad owned a pair of sneakers because for him, as a man, he had to be dressed a certain way. Right. Right. And for me, it's not the, the suit that it's going to make me the person I am. It's not my outfit. It's me. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I was yesterday, I was at a store and it, it was Sunday and there was a man, older man, really nice, nice suit and everything and really dressed to the T's. And I said, 
hmm, it's Sunday. When does this man relax? <laughs> right. When does he let go? When does he relax? And I'm over there, you know, in, in, in a t-shirt, a hoodie, nice slacks and sneakers. So for me, I used to have to wear an outfit to be part of the community I was working in. But then when I came home, I always took it off and I put on comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. And now because of the kind of work I do, I don't have to wear a suit. I wear a suit because I choose to wear a suit, mm-hmm. not because society is making me wear a suit. When I used to go to church, when I used to live with my brother, uh, brother-in-law and sister, because he was a deacon, I used to have to wear my Sunday best. And then now if I have to go to a church, I don't go anymore. I pray. My church is, is within me. It's in my house or wherever I am. So if I do have to go to a church for any occasion, I don't feel like I have to wear my Sunday best. Right. Because God doesn't see me for my outfit. Mm-hmm. Does he? Or nope. does she? Yeah. Know if it's a boy or girl. <laughs> <laughs> so does God see me for me? Or do they see me because of the way I'm dressed? Right. And then the other thing is when I present, and you know, they say first impressions are everything. If I'm going to a business meeting where everybody else is going to wear a suit, yeah, maybe I'll wear a suit. But do I have to? No. Yeah. Because at first they might look at me and go, that guy's out of place. But when they get to know me, he's like, oh, he fits right in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Do we fit in? Do we fit in? Why fit in when you're in a world you're meant to stand out? Hey, right? That's it. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what made you decide to make your coaching, because you've been doing it your whole life. Mm-hmm. What, made, what was that transformation for you to say, wow, this could be a business for me and it could be a viable business? I think it was just, so, it's so beautiful. You know, you ask the universe for a sign and then it gives you one and sends you a person that needs your help. And then you ask for a sign of your sign <laughs> and then it sends the next person. But <laughs> when you can take a look at you can take a look around and especially on social media these days, like, oh, it's there's society is built in such a way that especially women and young women like that. That is actually one of my one of my another top goals is to be able to um, connect with young girls so that they don't compare themselves to the people on Instagram, the people on Facebook, the people on Snapchat, that they think they have to be this size or this color, or I have this many freckles or that many eyelashes or all the stuff. When, when you can just be your beautiful self, like it's beautiful. I, I, (laughs) speaking of, um, filters and stuff. So I connected with a woman on Facebook that I haven't seen since grade 10. And so I was so excited to be able to chat with her and um, she looks amazing. And I haven't like, I haven't seen her in a long time. So it was beautiful to see her. And then about a week later, I was in the grocery store getting groceries and this woman tapped me on the back and said, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm actually seeing you in person. And Raphael, I looked at her and I was like, I honestly kind of didn't know who she was. <laughs> It was crazy. Right. Yeah. And that was like, okay, so I'm 48. So if there's a woman that's 48, that's into comparing and wanting to be someone totally different, 
that can use these filters and this stuff on technology that makes you look like a totally different person. Imagine what's going on in these young girls' minds. And I remember me back as a young girl, which kind of I I put a I I wore many different masks. So I put a mask on that I was rough and tough because I was a tomboy and I don't care what you say about my clothes or about my face or I had a space in between my teeth. I don't I didn't care what, but really it hurt every single little part of my heart. Aww. Right? Right. So yeah, absolutely. when you look around, when I look around and every, every person that connected with me, every woman that connected with me had the same sort of problem, I guess we can call it, mm. which was lack of love for themselves, lack of self-worth, mm-hmm. right? Loneliness when you're not alone or unfulfilled, unhappy. How can we find that fulfillment? How can we create a new you, create a new story? What do you want? How many times a day do you focus on what you don't want, which is every day, all day, right? And when you can shift that into them waking up and saying, okay, what do I want today? Mm-hmm. Or look around and what am I grateful today? Like every morning I wake up, I say three things I'm grateful for before I even get out of bed. And then I do a hundred steps around my home. Being grateful for the little things like, I don't know, heat, lights, A coffee maker, right? Mm -hmm. Utensils, a a running water, running water and a working toilet. Things that we take for granted when in reality, if we appreciate what we have in our lives, whether how small, like when we're talking about money, even if we don't appreciate that dollar, how is it going to become 10? Or if we don't appreciate that $10,000, how is it going to be 100? We have to first be grateful for what we have now in order to attract more to be grateful for. So it just kind of, every person that came to me and would talk to me, they had the same kind of things, even though I kept saying, no, tell me more. I know, or no, I need another sign. I need another sign. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> How many do I need? I'm already doing it. So, and that's, that's I, I've been through that, right? I've been through exactly where they are. And I made those decisions to change who I saw myself as, how I spoke, how I thought and how I showed up every single day. And it's, I'm, I'm never been more happy in my life because I'm me, right? right? For the first time ever, I don't need to be keep up with the Joneses or be someone else. And no, I can just be happy being me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, And, you know, as a coach, and I know you're a great coach, how satisfying is it when you actually can help someone and it's not necessarily how you thought you would help them, but they actually gave you the answers of how to help them, right? Well, that's exactly what the best part about it is because... It's funny. A girlfriend just said that to me the other day. Thank you so much for helping me. And I'm like, I so didn't help you. Thank you so much for opening yourself up to love yourself. You took those steps. You made those choices. You changed what you wanted to change. Like I can give you what I did or different tools, but in the end, if you, you don't do anything about it, then nothing changes. So as much as you think I helped you, thank you so much for helping yourself. It, and it's my heart. Like, it's so full. Like, oh, there's no better. There's no better feeling than seeing 
someone who was so sad and just ready to give up on life even or on their relationship where now they're you, they, you their whole demeanor is just so light and so free and, mm-hmm. and there's no better feeling than that right. mm-hmm. when they actually well you know what i see as a coach is someone who actually points out things and it depends on the coaching obviously mm-hmm. Things that you may already know, mm-hmm. but didn't know how to act on them. It could be things that you are right in front of you, but you don't know how to use, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's what a great coach does. A great coach is going to help you understand these tools that are right there, or maybe tools that you didn't have, but a great coach is going to say, hey, try these tools out. Mm-hmm. See which one of these hundred tools thousand tools is going to fit you best and a lot of people don't know that they have the ability to get better but sometimes they can't do it by themselves Mm -hmm. they need someone Mm -hmm. someone to point out hey use this tool instead of that one you know if you use this tool you can use a pair of scissors to cut your lawn it's going to take you forever (laughs) yeah that's when you do it alone but if you lo- use a lawnmower, it's a different tool. Mm. You'll be done in no time. Yeah. And that's what a great coach can do for you, right? Mm-hmm. Guide you and help you and use the right tools and, and, and explore things that maybe you had no clue about. Because if you have a mole in the back of your neck, you don't know it's there. Mm-hmm. But someone looking behind you will, right? If you go to a movie theater or, or, or a show, the person behind you is going to look at you, the back of your head more than you do <laughs> in a two-hour span, right? Yeah. So that's what a coach does. They're going to take, a, I guess, a 360 view of what you're doing, mm-hmm. how you're doing it, or maybe what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. When, when it comes to, to helping someone, what would you say is your biggest takeaway that you, or, or their biggest takeaway that you give them? Just that I think that everything is fixable. Mm. There's solutions to everything if we can stop focusing on the problems. That is everything. Mm-hmm. Get out of your own way, right? Right. Get out of your own head. Um, yeah. So I, um, we, my husband and I went to Tony Robbins years ago, and I've loved him since I was 15 years old. Like I thought I'd marry him. Uh, (laughs) i didn't but um right so yeah it's if if you're in your head you're dead get into your heart like that is exactly it yeah tony robbins is is such energy Mm. you know i I saw him uh at a very small event it was only 2500 people i know normally it's fifty thousand. yeah but and i was like really close you know Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things that he said is if you're super excited about what I'm talking about, show me. And people yeah. started screaming and yelling. And I said, I'm going to show them how excited I am about this. I stood up on my chair. Yeah. And the guy next to me, he looked up at me and I'm like, get up here, get on your chair. So we both stood up on our chairs and then people were starting to look at us. And I'm like, yeah, he noticed us because mm-hmm. we did something bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, sometimes it's, it's when someone asks you to do something, don't just do what everybody else is doing. Right. Do something bigger. Mm-hmm. Right. Go bigger or go home. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Or is it go big and go home? Yeah. Especially when it comes to Tony, I would have stood up my chair too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I, it's funny because I always just say I'm the female Tony Robbins. And my husband always says, no, you're the female Robin Green. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> that's, that's a better view. Yeah. That's a better view. <laughs> yeah. Think, thinking about the impact that you have on people. Everything that you are doing, you're giving away stuff for free and, and because you, your heart is big. And like you said, you're not in your head, you're in your heart. Mm-hmm. And even on Clubhouse, when you go there and you share or you, you bring someone up, you know, someone could be in a room and, and they're a little bit down or they've had a tragedy or so forth. You're right there lifting them up. You're right there helping them, you know, giving a handout. And saying, you know, you can do this, you can do that. Oh, I love this about you. Or you're so beautiful or this or that. You're always giving, 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 giving as a giver, which is what you are. How do we sometimes stop for a minute and receive? Because mm. we forget to do that too, right? Mm-hmm. So what's beautiful about what you just said is, remember before how I said, when you listen to someone speak, they'll tell you all about themselves. Mm-hmm. So when I pour, when I pour into someone else and give them of my heart, there's always a space of me that's taking it. There's always lessons to be learned. There's always cups to be filled. There's always something that I, I'm listening because I speak to hear my own self speak. <laughs> yes. The more I feed into somebody else, the more I'm feeding into, let's say, that little girl. Let's say that mm. teenager, that, that right. grade 12 or that had short hair. I'm always feeding into myself along with every single other person. And I'm getting so many. It's funny because when you, especially with Clubhouse, I just love that platform. And when you give and you share of your love and your heart, I usually get more from them than what I think I'm giving them. Right. And you too, like you're amazing. You talk about feeding into people and fueling them and lifting them up and empowering them. Like you are an amazing, amazing soul. And your story just touches every single part of my heart, which, which even wants me to do even better and give more. Right. So it's, (laughs) it's always a give and take. It's, it's always taking like, Again, I, I do my yoga or Pilates. I meditate. I listen to amazing podcasts like yours. I, I read. Like it's, it's, it's all about every aspect of your life, right? Who you surround yourself with, what, which is what you watch, what you listen to, what you read. You know, it's all of that. So I definitely pour into myself that way. Yeah, I, when, when helping other people, they help me just as much as I help them. It's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. I love what you said that when you're pouring into other people, in reality, you're pouring into yourself. Mm. Because you're reaffirming your beliefs when you speak them, right? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like when you look in the mirror, what do you see, right? Who do you see, mm-hmm. right? Do you see that little girl, that teenager? or the beautiful woman that you've become Mm -hmm. because of everything, because of the actions you're taking now, of the people you've helped, of the way you're living your life now. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so many people look in the mirror and they're like, 
I don't like this about me. I don't like that about me. I don't like that. Stop that. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a book by a plastic surgeon, and it said a lot of people will get their nose done, their face done, this tummy talks, all these things. But when they look in the mirror, they still see that person. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what the plastic surgery did. They still see that person. So why waste all that money? Because we're doing it for someone else. We're not doing it for us. It's trauma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Changes internally, not externally, right? So yeah, and maybe they have to go through that whole extent of spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to change this perception that they see of themselves. But in, And then they get that light bulb of, oh, it's still the same. Yeah, same person. Right? Nothing changed. Yeah. It's the artificial. You know, I, I had a guest on and we, we were talking about how he believes in reincarnation and, and so forth and, and all these different things. And he, one of the things that he spoke about in his book that, that he wrote was that we seek who we're born into mm-hmm. because of our past lives. We are here because we chose our life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did I choose to be poor? Did I choose to get beaten as a kid? Did I choose? Did I? Or, or do I accept the fact that that made me who I am? Was it my choice? Or was it the choices that were there because I had no choice? It's, it's very interesting when we think about it. The choices we made or were they choices, choices that were made for us? Right. See, and then, see, it's, that's so interesting because I, I, I do believe that we pick, picked our parents. We picked this life. But then when that just came out of your mouth about, did you really pick to be a child that was beaten? I'm, my heart hurts. And, but at the same time, <laughs> did we like, is this, look at the man you are today. Like yeah. you're, you're a, a man that can show so many people that whatever adversity, whatever challenges, whatever you have to go through in your life, you can still rise above and be an amazing, incredible man. Mm. so thank you i don't know like it's so crazy because i (laughs) did think that before like i always thought of deja vus like oh that's because i've already seen this before because i've been through this before because i chose this right right and it's funny because i'll make jokes and say well i'm going to choose to have lots of money next life and a chef and (laughs) live somewhere hot and you know but right It's very interesting. It's very, like, will we ever even know? I don't know, but. Yeah. Because mm. think about it. A, a, a child who's born into a wealthy family mm-hmm. and doesn't really have to work necessarily. Everything's given to them. Um, all these things. Did they choose that? Well, that was just circumstance. Right. Now, another child who was born into poverty, you know, the pictures that we see, uh, you know, a that sometimes we had all these commercials with a kid with an extended belly, mm-hmm. hasn't eaten, they're drinking dirty water in a third world country, all these things. They choose that. So that's that's what we that that is a very provoking type of thinking that did we choose who our parents were gonna be? Did we choose what part of the country we were gonna born in? What country, what language were we gonna learn first? Did we choose all that mm. or was that predetermined? 
crazy, right? When you think about it that way. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's the only way I know. Right. I mean, would I be the same person I am today if I was born into a loving family where it was wealth? Mm. It was where I didn't really have to start working when I was 10 years old. I mean, all these different things. Would I be the same person I am today? Would I be in a different environment? Yeah. Would I have seen everything I've seen? So there we go. Right? I thought I'd give you some things to think about. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. It's so beautiful. And, in, and then it makes me think of like, even today, right now, I can choose who I'm going to be today. Yes, you can. I can choose what I'm going to do, whether I'm going to build the life I want or complain about the life I don't want. Uh, right. So I can choose. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah. You made me think like, and, and it's, <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot too, but I just kind of, Oh yeah. You know, and it's fun. Uh, well, it's not funny, but um, a friend of mine's friend lost their baby when they were just born. Mm. So did, did that baby choose that? And what was the lesson that the parents had to get? You know, like I think of, I definitely look at death as differently now. I lost my father and then I lost my best friend. And then I lost my brother three consecutive years. So, mm. but my lesson from that was like when my dad passed, my lesson was, what are we doing to live every day? Yeah. And then when my girlfriend passed, it was more, it was so fast. It was like she had um, not laryngitis, but she pneumonia. The doctor told her she had pneumonia, but really she had stage four cancer and died six days later. Oh, wow. So that one was uh, right before she passed, she went on this amazing trip back home and she spent three weeks there on the ocean, eating her favorite foods, like lobster and crab. She sent me pictures every day. That's why I know. And just living her life. So then when she passed, I was like, did she know she was going to go? Because for her to take this time off work, she was a workaholic. She never took time off work. But for her to take three weeks off work to go and spend time in her favorite place ever with her parents, eating her favorite foods, did she know? Maybe. And then when my brother passed, it was, oh, he was young, 43. So it, again, it was back to, okay, I'm done existing. I'm done just waking up and doing what normal people do every single day. And I, it's time to start living our lives. Like, so I, I, they were like all little lessons for me of, Hey, what are you doing today to live your best life? Yeah. Right. And then. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's nine years ago, eight years ago and seven years ago to last year when COVID first started, my husband was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. So I'm like, Sorry to hear that. It, it's okay. He's cancer free now. And we're, everything was very positive. Everything was, it, it's, it's beautiful when somebody gets diagnosed with this disease. And then they, of course, the, they tell you that you only have this amount of time to live, but we, I've never been so connected to my husband and our boys and never been 
so positive and have so much faith and live every single day. And now he's cancer free. And so there I was like, okay, enough is enough. You guys, this is way too many signs. Like we're going to start doing what we want to do every single day. What we're passionate about, what makes our heart sing. Like we need to stop holding ourselves back. Like you said, we need to get out of our own way and start living this life because we have this one life and we never know when we're going to go. So what are we doing every day to put a smile on our face and a smile on others right it's just beautiful yeah wouldn't it be awesome if we had uh we knew our expiration date <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i often awesome? think about that like would you would you like what if i don't oh yeah you know yeah like i often think of my expiration date yeah i i know when my expiration date is yeah it's every day I don't do the things I don't. I yes. Want to do. <laughs> yes. That's yes, my it expiration is. date. I love when that. When I stop doing the things I I want to do, mm-hmm. is when it's my expiration date. I love if I, that. If I decide I want to buy something, and I go, well, can I afford it? Uh, I just expired. No, I'm yeah. gonna buy it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not because I'm living above my means. It's because you know I choose like, hey, you know, I just. The other day I was, I was thinking, should I buy this? I'm like, yeah, just do it. Or if I decide I'm going to go take a trip, I just do it. Yeah. Right. If I don't live my life, then that's my expiration. Right. Mm, I love it. I love it. Every day I live like it's my last day because guess what? Yeah. It could be. It may be. Right. It could be. Could be. Mm -hmm. I love that. I have to. uh, if I die today, then I know that I lived the way I wanted to live. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so that's knowing your expiration date. I love that. I'm going shopping. <laughs> Let's do it. Just kidding. <laughs> but why not? I often think Listen, about that. What, like, What's one thing, oh, oh. you know, I don't know if you have Amazon, but I think everybody does. And you have a shopping list, right? Yeah. What's the one thing in your shopping list? that you have there that you every so often you go and look and you go, mm, I really want this. Mm, I really want this. And then one day you say, you know what? F everything. I'm just going to get it. And what happens if you get it? You stop living? Mm. No, you live that, that much more because you're enjoying it. So go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, don't, don't not pay your mortgage or, or your rent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, still pay your bills, but don't <laughs> do it where, you know, you have to be smart about it. Could you afford it right now? Mm-hmm. No, but how about next week? Oh, okay. Maybe save for it. Okay, now I can. All right. But you have to plan sometimes on, on living. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, you can't take that material thing you're going to buy on Amazon with you. No. But you can enjoy it. Mm. Right? Yeah. So go shopping for a little bit. <laughs> I actually just <laughs> bought a new mouse for my... my uh laptop <laughs> yesterday <laughs> so my card is empty <laughs> but i often no, too I, have... I often like think about especially christmas people people go nuts over christmas like they they stress themselves out they go into debt they rack up their credit cards for what i'm like yeah. for me it's like if i'm in the mall in march and i look and go ooh. Cam would really love that for Christmas. I'm going to buy it right now. And I'm going to say Merry Christmas. Yep. Yep. Right. Like why gifts mean 
nothing really to us. It's more an experience, making memories, spending time, hearing laughs, sharing stories. And, and that's everything. That's the gift. That is the gift. Do I love to spoil my boys, all three of them? Absolutely. Because ex- let's face it, all men need underwear and socks for Christmas. So yes, I love to get them their stuff. <laughs> but it's just about giving a gift every single day. And a gift could be a smile, right? A gift could be a compliment. It's about sharing your gifts every single day and not waiting for one part of a year to totally to give that gift like i know so many people that go crazy and i'm like you're out of your bloody mind like cut up your credit cards get rid of all that stuff go give a hug like yeah Yeah. so the way i use my credit card Mm -hmm. is i pay everything off at the end of the month Mm -hmm. so if i cannot pay it off then i'm not buying it yeah period like like for me like if i'm out somewhere and i see something and i go so-and-so would love this. I buy it on the spot mm-hmm. and I give it to them. And they're like, mm-hmm. why'd you give it to me? What, what's this for? It's for you. Mm-hmm. What is it? My birthday? No, it's not Christmas. That's right. I thought of you. Right. I want you to have it. That's right. It. Yeah. It's when you're giving love, right? Mm-hmm. It's called unconditional love. I don't have to give it to you on a condition that it's Valentine's Day. Right. That it's your birthday. Yes. That it's a holiday. I give it to you because I thought of it. That's yes, it. yes. Love that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the way. That's how that that's how it's society should be. It should, right? <laughs> <laughs> one person at a time, Raphael. We'll change the one person at a time. That's the only way to change the world, right? Yeah. One person at a time. Yeah. One impact, right? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wouldn't it be nice if we can change more than one at a mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. That's one thing I think I love about Clubhouse is because before I got on Clubhouse, I was like kind of like an alien in my own little world. No, everybody looks at me like, oh, foo-hoo, here's Miss Positive or here's Miss Gratitude. And, and it's hard to to find connections that that are like me. Or, or think like me or, you know what I mean? Connect with me. Yeah. When, when I was introduced to Clubhouse, I was like, oh my God, like finally, these are all my beautiful best friends. Like this, I might not hang out with you physically, but every single day I'm surrounding myself with my best friends because those are the ones. Robin, Robin, I'm going to wait for you to come back. Oh, there you are. There you are. <laughs> you are back. You took a mini vacation. I love oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you you were saying you're surrounding Clubhouse. Oh, did you lose all that? Yeah. So Clubhouse, when I was introduced to Clubhouse and being able to put in your your likes and your what you, yeah, all the things that, all the things you, to be able to be surrounded with people who practice gratitude daily, who, who do affirmations, who do coaching, who inspire others, who give gifts without an occasion, like all of that. They, these are now my best friends. Like when I get on the, when I get on my thing in the morning, my son will be like, send me a text. And what, what are you doing today? Oh, I got to hang out with my best friends this morning. And then, uh, and then I got to do a coaching <laughs> call. Da, da, da. Because even though we're not physically together, it's, change my life dramatically because finally I get to surround myself with people 
Who lifts me higher? Who make me dream bigger and set bigger goals and have a bigger vision and just who make me want to be better and step into that power of, and it's always raising and always raising the bar. So I am so grateful for Clubhouse. But you know, Clubhouse does have its negativity because you can go into some rooms where they're just bashing. You can go into rooms where they make you feel less than or they don't give you the time of day. So you have to be careful. You have to tread carefully that you do join the rooms that are going to allow you to have everything you just spoke about because there are tons of those rooms. And then there's also, you know, rooms where it's just motivational or, you know, or you're learning something, right? And then also like anytime you're learning anything, for me, I always say, prove it, right? Right, yeah. Even, even when I teach something to someone, I say to them, just because I'm teaching you this, I want it to work for you. It may mm-hmm. work for me, mm-hmm. but it has to work for you. So I want you to try it. Let me know the results. If it doesn't work, then that's not for you. And, and a lot of coaches don't necessarily do that. They're only saying, well, this is the only way to do it. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. And to me, I find that to be so, so hurtful because there are so many ways of getting the same results, mm-hmm. but not everything's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about all the coaches that are on Clubhouse, all the coaches that are in the world, it's important for us, if we're going to look for a coach, to question. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't question a coach. Did you say, oh, yeah, buy my program, do this, do that. Do... Wait a minute, before I do that, let me ask you a couple of questions. You always have to do the, the radio station, right? What's in it for me? Radio station, right? So, and, and and at the end of the day, is it worth the value that you're telling me it's worth? Because I'm not cheap. I'll tell that to everybody. I am yeah. not cheap. Mm-hmm. But I will definitely get your results. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I don't give you results, then you know here's your money back. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I the kind of coach that I am is I'm the one that's telling people you have to. Try it out. It has to work for you. Yeah. It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of gimmicks out there. And one of the reasons I started this podcast coaching call is because during the pandemic, man, coaches came out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. And they were like, buy my program, do this, do that. Guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. There is no guarantees in life. Yeah. The only guarantee is that I'm gonna go to sleep later tonight. Yeah. Unless I die first and then I'll really be asleep. So there is a guarantee there. <laughs> so, so for me, you know, a, a great coach is, is the one that's going to hold your hand and there is going to be failure. You're not going to be successful at every little thing you do, but at least the coach will be there and say, hey, let's, let's find out why it didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Why did this not work? You know, when I teach someone, even when in my martial arts world, when I teach someone a technique, I'm going to say, this is how it's done. Now I want you to do it. Mm -hmm. And if it's not working, let's find out why. It's the same concept. Yeah. We need to make sure that whatever you're looking for, and it doesn't matter if it's in business, in your health, in finance, in your lifestyle, it needs to work for you. It needs to Mm-hmm. have that gratification that at the end of the end of the day you've gotten what you really wanted 
not what someone else wanted for you. Mm-hmm. It's about you, right? Mm-hmm. So real coaching is about the person we're helping. Love that. Yeah. And everybody learns differently. It's like having a classroom full of students. This one might be a visual learner. This one might be an audio. This one might be hands-on. Like every single person learns differently. So I think our job as a coach is to find out how you receive things the best, right? How you learn the best. And then we pour into that and give you what you need so that you are successful in this journey. Love it. Right. Yeah. One of the the things I've been doing lately is when I talk to people, I ask them, how do they want me to communicate with them? Mm -hmm. Is it through the telephone? Is it through a text, email, Mm -hmm. Zoom? Mm -hmm. Is it in person? What is it? What's their best method to receive the message that I need to give them Mm -hmm. or the message they need to hear? And then the same thing for me. You know, for me, I, I can listen to all messages because I've trained myself to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But I I was thinking the other day when I had my first computer that was given to me, I was already an adult. Right. And my sister gave it to me because her brother, my brother-in-law worked for Mac, Macintosh. It was Macintosh before it fully became Apple. And I had a Macintosh, you know, one of the, 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 the one that looked like, like it was an alien. <laughs> yeah. And it sat on my, on my table for about a year before I used it because I was afraid of it. Right. You know, it was that fear of like, what does this do? I can do everything. I don't need that crap. But meanwhile, that's all I'm on now, right? <laughs> and thinking back, it's like when something is foreign, how do we adjust to it? And, and especially with technology. now. Technology is like every day there's something new. Mm-hmm. You know, iPhones every year, even twice a year, they're coming up with a new operating system, a new phone. Give me more money, more money, more money, more money. You know, there's nothing wrong with the iPhone one, <laughs> but except you can't use it. Yeah. You yeah. can't use it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the iPhone four, but the programs won't take it. Yeah. And, and and it's it's the genius behind it that doesn't allow you to use it. You could have had that thing in a glass case and just touched it every <laughs> so often, but you can't use it today. Yeah. It's a paperweight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that you're saying that because I just, there's nothing wrong with the iPhone 8, except for it just keeps dropping all my calls and my screen turns black and everything goes. So I literally <laughs> just upgraded my phone <laughs> because it stops yeah. working. Yeah. Yeah. Genius uh, marketing, now, genius marketing system. Uh, like beautiful. I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've already put in for iPhone 28. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be the size of a laptop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Or the size, you know, will be on my finger. Yeah. Beautiful. Well. Elon Musk is coming out with supposedly that's that's the that's the rumor that he's coming out with a Tesla phone. Oh, and one of the things I think he was on Joe Rogan the podcast is like, what if there was a chip implanted in your head so it helps your brain think? It kind of like that type of like you can turn off your put your microwave on with your phone, you know, turn on the TV, turn on the lights, all these things with a thought. 
That's the new technology. That's a whole nother, nother podcast, I think. <laughs> so let's, let's go back to your impacting women's lives. What is it like working with you? What is it like when I first, let's say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young lady and I come to you and what is my experience first? Do you have stages that I'm going to go through? Yeah. Yeah. So first kind of thing is like you said, how the way you want to communicate and then it's what's your goal? What's the day in the life of you? Like, what do, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Where are you at now? And what do you want? And then everyone is different. So then I kind of structure a different step-by-step kind of thing that we're going to work on together. Uh, I like most, well, they know that it's safe. They know that it's judgment free. They know that that everything comes from a place of love. But at the same time, they know that I'm not all sunshine and butterflies. Like when you're stuck in your shit, I'm going to pull you out of your shit like this. I'm. <laughs> you can be honest. That's right. I'm not here to say what you want to hear. I'm here to I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. Like I could, I could pussyfoot around stuff and just, oh, soft, soft, soft. Or I can say, no, listen to your words. Look at what you're talking about. Look at what you're focused on. Do you think you're going to get where you want to be kind of thing? So that I got from Tony. Yeah. And then, and then depending on every single one has been different. So depending on where they're at and what their goal is or what their top priority is, usually we work on way more than just that top priority because obviously if I want to be successful at my job, as an example, or in my relationship, well, first off, it always goes inner. It always goes to how you look at yourself, what you believe about yourself, what you think about yourself, how you portray yourself, how you step into those shoes. And so it, most times it all bounces around back to loving yourself and believing in yourself. And, and then it just kind of, it's beautiful because it helps in so many in relationships, in yourself, in your job, in your day to day. So right. as much as I'd like to give you a step by step thing, it's not because every single person is different. But it's beautiful to watch them grow and myself grow in every like I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly evolving into an even more incredible person every day and then watching them do the same. Right. Mm-hmm. They teach me so much. <laughs> it's beautiful. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. So t- talk to me about your belief in coaching. Why should someone hire a coach or why or how can someone become a coach? It's beautiful that you said that because uh, and and being I, I just hired a coach. Good for you. Congratulations. Yes, about about four months, five months ago, six months ago. And I've been watching him for, well, them. It's kind of a group thing for for probably two years mm. to see. And then I had different ones coming up, different ones coming up. And then just to see, like you said, find who you align with. Find who you can connect with and know that you can learn from, right? So yeah. I think it's definitely important to research who your coach is or who you want as a coach, because like you said, there's so many, so many out there since. Oh, yeah. 
since the pen pandemic. I can't, I hate even saying that word. <laughs> right. So I just don't even like it. There's yeah. Yeah. Um, so As the world turns, right. These are the days of our lives. And so we, my girlfriend and I literally just used those two, 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 um, so proper sayings the other day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's do your research and, and then you'll find who you connect with. Then you'll find who you, who is going to be able to help you? Not everyone, even though they might have all these different credentials, they still might not connect with you. You, It might not be the right one. And I've been through many of that as well, right? Like I've been through different, so many different. And invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. That's one big thing. Uh, I, I Obviously, I was on hold on hold with myself like this is an expensive coach. And I was like, woof, no, no. I can't spend that. No, no. And then it's exactly what you said, Raphael. I was like, okay, I've been watching this long enough. I've been listening to podcasts. I've been reading blogs. I've been reading. I've been going through over and over. I've been second guessing myself. I've been doing it. And it's 10 grand and boom, I'm doing it. Done. Done. There you go. That's it. And for the first time ever, it was like, that was easy. (laughs) Because I'm finally in a place that I'm worth that. I'm worth 10 times that. Oh, yes, you are. Right? When you can invest in yourself, it's kind of beautiful because most people, you know, for their health and wellness, even they 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 don't take care of their wellness until they're forced to take care of an illness. Well, the same with here. Same with this this vessel that we have. Take care of yourself. Right. And then as far as coaching goes, I always want to be growing. I always want to be learning. If not, I'm dying. So. It's important to invest in yourself, even though it may look like you're investing in somebody else. No, it's all about you. You're the one that's going to learn. You're the one that's going to soak in all the stuff and grow and do the work if you do the work. Yeah, that's it. You have to do the work. Absolutely. When we invest in ourselves, it's, it's important to understand that it's going to benefit us. That's the investment in us. The return and our investment is what we do with the investment. Exactly. It's what we do. You spend 10 grand. You could sit on that 10 grand and it'll be expensive. You can take all the coaching. It could cost you 100 grand. Mm-hmm. If you do nothing with it, but just maybe listen to it, but not hear it, mm-hmm. then it's, it's wasted. Mm-hmm. If you take that 10,000 and you turn it into 100,000, then it was cheap. Right? You got away right? Cheap. Steal of a cheap. deal. It was so cheap. You got it. It was so... But that's the whole thing, right? If we can gain something, that's the key. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I tell all my clients, I'm going to give you assignments. You're paying me. Mm-hmm. If you don't do the assignments, mm-hmm. I'm going to charge you double. Oh. Because it's worth paying. If you're not going to do it right, mm-hmm. it's you're going to gain a lot more if you do the assignments I give you. I love that. Because guess what? If you pay me 10000 if you pay me 50000 yeah, it's going to be 100 times that if you do the assignments. You ask for my help. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the help. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the tools. But if you don't do them. I might have to fire you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's no refund. Yeah. There's no refund. No. If you're not willing to do the work that I'm asking you to do, mm-hmm. then 
I, I want a client that wants to do the work. Mm -hmm. I want a client that's going to put the effort in. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've fired clients. I've also fired coaches. Mm -hmm. I fired coaches who they put on a great facade. Mm -hmm. But once I peeled the onion, it was rotten inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so we have to, you know, we have to choose. If we make an investment, it has to be worth our while to dig deep and go for it. And you'll get more than you mm -hmm. bargained for. Mm -hmm. As long as you do the work. That's so right. You have to do the work, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. Love it. Robin, how do we find you? I mean, how do my listeners find you and say, you know, I want my daughter or I want my wife to work with mm -hmm. Robin or I'm a young lady or I'm a lady in my mid-40s or whatever age I am. I want to work with Robin. She sounds amazing and I, I think she has what I need. Love it. Uh, I have a page on Facebook called She's Empowering Women. I also have a website, she's empoweringwomen.ca or Robin, R O B E N, Green on Clubhouse. Robin Green. Oh, I have I have to organize all my stuff because I have different names on everything. <laughs> I will. I will. You're going to send me that link. You're going to send me your links and I'm going to put it up for everybody. Fabulous. This way, it, anybody, you just go to the, the notes uh, on this podcast and you'll see all the ways you can contact Robin. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. You and I, you know, we're going to obviously keep talking because we'll be on Clubhouse talking to each other. Yeah. But you, you always are pouring, pouring love, pouring yourself, pouring your wisdom onto other people. And, and I, I applaud you for that. Mm. And don't ever stop doing that. Never. Because you're a beautiful soul. Thank you. Talking. Thank you so much. Right back at you. You, you, you were like mirror images, Raphael. Mirror right. images. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have an amazing rest of your day. I'm going to. It's Magical and Monday. It is. T tell me anything else you'd like to uh, impart um, onto our... <sighs> I think just... Every day might not be good, but there's good in every day. And pick your heart, right? Pick your heart. Like, is it is it hard to be miserable and negative and unworthy? Or is it hard to change and wake up and be amazing and be grateful and be, be what you're meant to be? Do what you're meant to do. Live every day the best way that you can do it. Right? Pick your heart. And maybe you'll last. It may right? be your last day. Right? So make it your best day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Robin, make it your best day today. I'm going to. You do the same. I will. I will. All right. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash 
Sifu Raphael. Thank you and I really appreciate your help.